Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. It's Jeff and Laura's Backstage Ben. No, Jeff today. He'll hopefully be back tomorrow. Perhaps he's spooning up a storm. However, based on the snoring he played off air of his <laughs> lovely wife, I think we can say that because we've all outed our snoring people it's true. in our yeah. lives. Yeah. Or Benny outing himself. It's you, right? Uh, we're, I think we're all relatively soft sleepers. I'm just oh. such a heavy sleeper that I couldn't tell you whether backstage there is noise or not. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Well, a relationship expert is saying the world needs more spooning. Why? Well, you probably already have heard this back in your Cosmo magazines if you <laughs> were like me and read them in the dentist's office waiting room for like two hours. Uh, you know, it increases intimacy. We already know that. Yeah. But, but this relationship expert is saying the world could use more spooning now because it also helps reduce anxiety. Really? Again, for the same kind of reasons that you kind of feel a little bit more intimate. Um, Oxytocin is released in your brain when you're doing your little spoon, and it can help with pain, anxiety, and stress. And I feel like if that's the case, a lot of people are not spooning these days. And I'm one of them. I feel like people who have been living together throughout the pandemic maybe just have gotten over spooning. Is there the potential for that? If you're working from home and you see each other all hour every day, maybe at the end of the day, you're just like, I just want some space. I just need to sprawl out here. So we, over Valentine's Day, we realized all of our love languages, mine is touch. So big fan of spooning. I have to like, when you say that Sarah would be a rocket pack or a jet pack, she's like a little, she's like one of those mini 1990s backpacks on me because she's so little if she goes in the back. But when, if I'm in, if I'm the big spoon, I'm like the soup ladle. <laughs> She's a little spoon. But it's, I, I love it. Backstage Sarah, not a huge fan. And it's not, it's partly she calls it clobbering. Like if if the leg drapes over and then she's like, no, no, I can't breathe now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can, to give you a visual of backstage Ben and backstage Sarah, that would be like a giant spooning a small, small person. Absolutely, like, yeah. I always I compared I think it to fairy tale somebody that lives in a cave versus some like little fairy. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I've always compared I it to if a if a gorilla had a shopping cart. <laughs> it's like just big, yeah. But it's so, but she will do it for me. She will. There's the odd time where it's like, okay, we can spoon. <laughs> we'll we'll throw on some below deck. Aww. Sure, we'll do a little spoon, which I think is I. But I can't argue with the fact that. Look at me. I'm one of the low, lowest stress people out there. Big fan of spooning. There's got to be a common a correlation there. Yeah, and I will say as somebody who I get to think a lot when I'm trying to sleep, like, let's think about, like, total existence. <laughs> let's think about something I thought it was mean that I said in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about everything. However, if I get a little spoon on, I fall asleep instantly. Oh, there you go. That's it's all like you the, need. Yeah, but again, I agree with the thing. For me, it's heat. If I can feel like a, any kind of moist breath down my neck, uh-uh, oh, uh, it's yeah. over. <laughs> okay, yeah, when you put it that I way. I take that over <laughs> snoring, though, any day. So anyway, get your spoon on, and if you are the smaller person, don't forget, jet packing needs to be done. you got to spoon both ways sometimes, even if you're the tinier person. For sure. you got to be the, or at least try to be the big spoon. I think that the, the big thing is, as long as you can both still see the TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's important, right? Yep, fair. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Taking your dogs on a sniffari. Doesn't that sound fun? So fun. Now, you might know this already. You might not. But when you're walking your dog, 
you, it is very important to let them sniff. It's part of being a dog. They need that mental and physical stimulation. Yep. In fact, if you are somebody who is always rushing your dog along on a, on their walk and you wonder, you know, when they get home, well, why is my dog barking? Why is my dog so hyper? It's probably because they weren't mentally stimulated on their walk because you didn't let them sniff. Mm-hmm. However, some new data is out and showing that... Your dog's ability to be sniffing might not be solely based on you and how often you let them stop. It actually could have something to do with their leash size. So a recent study by two researchers in France looked at sniffing, pulse rate, and leash length on walks, and they found 61 dogs were taken on three separate walks, five minutes each walk. One with a 1.5 meter long leash, one with a 5 meter long leash, and another one without a leash at all. And they found that off-leash dogs sniffed the most, more than three times as long as the dog on the short leashes. And the dogs on long leashes spent nearly as much time as unleashed dogs sniffing, doing their thing. Yep. I can confirm how much my walks have improved with Miss Limbo. So, 2020. I hate to go back there, but we're going to go back there for a second. She was terrible on walks in the sense that I had always just gone to trails where I knew I could take her off leash or I would find a big open space with where no traffic was and just play with her chuck it ball. We didn't do around the block walks really ever because she was always a big polar despite having one of those clips that goes in yep, the front. Yep. Turns out my leash for her all this time was way too short. Went from having like a three foot leash to a, I think it's six foot now. Yeah. She's wonderful on walks, aside from the odd squirrel, but that's okay. Yeah. I know how to brace for that. Yeah, it, that's exactly what we've been dealing with. Bar- Backstage Barlow, you know, still kind of puppy mode. He's about yeah. 55 pounds, so I'm like the only one that can really rein him in if he gets really caught on a squirrel or something like that. But he had, a, 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 I would say, yeah, six-foot leash before. And we just found he was all over the place. We are trying to train him so he would stay close, that sort of thing. So we got a much shorter leash. And he's a great walker, so we could go and there's not a lot of stopping. He'll sniff around, this and that, but he's a good walker where he'll, sit, he'll walk beside you. And while he's getting the physical exercise that way, he's not getting mentally stimulated because he doesn't stop to sniff a whole lot because he's staying so close to us as we're walking. I love my people so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, exactly like you say, he tears around the house as we get home and he'll take his stuffies and blah, 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 do one of those things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Betty just lost and his just entire my, Yeah. But he and he's he's nuts, and we're always like, man, we just went out for like an hour, and it was a, a huge walk. We did like five k. Why are you not not tired yeah. at all? Yeah, and that used to be the same case for me. I honestly didn't learn until like Limbo was like five years old that how important sniffing was. I knew yeah. it was a good thing, yep. but I didn't realize just how important. So sniffing resulted in lower pulse rates, and the more intensely dogs sniff, the more their pulse rates lower. So when they really get a good. <laughs> you know, very it's not important. so bad if they yeah. try to sniff you up when they meet you. You know, if that's you're right. Them out, it might not be the most polite thing to do, but it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do though is I like the idea of if we're doing an in-town jaunt around, still go kind of short because he does get excited to see other dogs and he'll pull and that sort of thing. Yeah. But if we go out to the parks or if we go out on longer trails, like more conservation area sort of trails, give him the long leash and just let him go to town. Yeah, I think as long at this point, you might have seen the comedy thing on it already. Anything but retractable, because uh, we've always seen that chihuahua go. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. It's the Help Desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. 
Today's help desk is from Anonymous. If you want to send us a help desk, you can come up with a fun name. You can be anonymous. You can use your real name, real initials. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Virgilradio.ca is where you can send a help desk. So Anonymous says, I have a core group of three besties. We've known each other since public school. Two to three of my besties are getting married this summer. And now my third bestie thinks she's going to get engaged. And she already said if he pops the question, she also wants to get married before October. Holy I'm the only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the only one who's single in our group. And between bridal showers, bachelorettes, the ceremonies themselves, my whole summer is already taken up by being in these two weddings. I barely have time for single girl summer. And I tried to explain this to my friend with the potential engagement, and she said I was being inconsiderate. I tried to explain the cost of all these things is really adding up on me. I said I really want to be a part of your potential wedding, but I also just can't afford the time or money to be a bridesmaid for a third time in one summer. She still thinks I'm being inconsiderate and that I should accept one summer full of weddings because that's just how weddings work. Am I in the wrong? Anonymous. I've already got lots of thoughts on this one. Oh, do you? Yeah. So initially my thought is they are all besties, right? Like it's, is it one person with three separate? best friends that anyone could have. If I'm bestie, if I'm the potential new bride... A, I wouldn't care about one person being too busy about my for my wedding. Like, I would still go ahead and plan on doing it at, on my own time. But also, B, if my two other besties are getting married this year, that is a lot. And you might be sacrificing their involvement in your wedding because they're dealing with their own. And that, that yeah, seems... Yeah, that's true. That seems crazy rush to do... To not... Be sure if you're engaged yet and then plan on a wedding within, what, six months <laughs> from now? I don't know. I think maybe maybe the thought process for people now is like, well, who knows the next time things are going to get locked up. For sure, so yeah. Do it as quick as possible. I would expect if it's a quick wedding, it's not going to be a huge, huge deal because I'm imagining you won't get the venue, like the giant venue, because they'd be all booked and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, to me, the person who's a little overwhelmed with being part of too many weddings... That is a you problem, and that's definitely, you can't put that on any of the brides. But then also, maybe explain to your friend, it's not just you that's going to be super busy. It's it's literally your all your besties have a lot going on. Yeah, you can't expect your friend to change your wedding date because you can't be involved. But your friend also can't be upset with you for being not being involved. It's like, I could not... The cost of a single person going to one wedding is outrageous oh. if you're in the wedding party. Oh, yeah. Like, you're talking wedding gift, bridesmaid's dress, bachelorette, bridal shower, yeah. whatever other mimosa-related activities, <laughs> which are always fun, yeah. but they do add up. <laughs> All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. Holy moly. The texts that are flying in. All over did this the hit place. a spot for somebody? <laughs> it did. Uh, it hit a spot for a few people. A lot of people saying, and rightfully so, I think, good luck finding a venue in the first place if you're looking at a six-month turnaround between uh, engagement and getting married. A lot of venues booked two, three years in advance, that kind of thing. So that's something that she needs to consider if she's looking for a big deal. 
That's true, though. However, I will pull the farm card. You might be getting married on a parent's lot. Absolutely, for sure. But yep. there are other venues, and I feel like if potential engagee has already said, I'd like to get married in October... Don't tell me, if you're thinking you're getting engaged, you're going to get engaged, don't tell me you probably already haven't creeped 500 wedding venues. You probably already know what the scoop is. Absolutely. Uh, We got a text saying, she lost me at single girl summer. If these are your lifelong best friends, you'd be excited to take part uh, of their days. Odds are all three getting married are strapped for money and won't want lavish bachelorettes or anything. Take part and find some ways to scale back, like recommending bachelorettes like a girls' night in or a nice dinner or a nice out, not like Vegas or Toronto for the week. Kind of similarly to that, a really good suggestion coming in, if this does happen, if you do get engaged, if you get uh, proposed to, what about a combined bachelorette party, which would be like three times a party, but not all that cost? You can all, you're all celebrating getting married. You're all going to be in each other's bachelorette parties anyways, if you're four lifelong besties. That sounds like like a hella party to me. <laughs> that does sound really fun. Yeah. That If you're doing a combo bachelorette, I feel like that is one where you could probably get away with going to Vegas or something yep. because you're like, oh, well, you're taking the cost of three and you're combining it into one. Exactly, for sure. Hey, yo. Yeah, I like that. Um, but I, I do want to say I disagree with single girl summer. People need to support their single friends a lot better. A lot better. I get that you're engaged. you got stuff going on. You probably want to make babies. I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> but people need to support their single friends. You are only, and especially single girl summer, that is peak single season. Well, what better way to celebrate single girl summer than being part of three different weddings? <laughs> yeah. That's that's a lot of single girl action right there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. Look at that. That could help. Are you allowed to bring your Tinder dates to these weddings? Hmm? Why not? <laughs> Make that part of your writer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. My station. Virgin Radio. Want to go to that text text. that uh, got you a little fired up there, Benny? Yeah. I I mean, as a very loyal person, we got a text saying, time to find better friends. Stick to your guns and be be one bridesmaid if that's what you can afford money and time-wise. They'll all be divorced within five years anyways. That is bookended by some of the most negative energy you could possibly get situation. First off, I think if they're best friends since public school, you're never going to find better friends than that. Like, they've been through a lot of uh, space yeah. and time and all that sort of thing. But then to just presume that they're going to be divorced in five years is just negativity. But that's not helpful. I I agree to the extent of if you can only afford time and money-wise, your friends will understand. You have to get them all together and say, look, I can't stretch myself this thin but then, I mean, it, good luck finding better friends than your <laughs> lifelong yeah. besties. But can we also can we also normalize not throwing a person out over a mild to serious disagreement? Yeah, yeah for like, sure. People are humans will disagree by nature. If you just decide they're not the vibe, you're out. Ick. Every time you have a disagreement with somebody, you are going to be a lonely, lonely soul. Yes, very true. Yeah. Okay, so how about this text, too? People need to recognize that their decision to get married doesn't mean that friends and family need to put their lives on hold or go into debt for their big day. It's important for the couple to have certain people be a part of the day and the events leading up, but maybe they need to take other things into account. you got to keep that balanced. Mm -hmm. I, I Absolutely, yeah. You do have to keep it balanced. And yes, while it is... The closer you are to somebody, the more it feels like it's a big day for you that your friend, your best friend, your sister, your whoever is getting married. But 
it is not your life, and it is you. You do your best for your friends, but you don't. You don't have to feel uh, feel so obligated that you're putting yourself out for this. I don't think. Yeah, we got another text saying she's not completely in the wrong, but she's not all that right either. It's ultimately her choice, but mm-hmm. you got to realize that your single girl summer will look different if you truly want to be a part of your friend's weddings. Maybe you can make a little deal like, hey, on your bachelorette, I might hook up with somebody. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Be like, I'm not sharing a bed because I might be sharing a bed with somebody else. <laughs> okay, I get one to myself. If I'm spending all this money on you, that's fine. <laughs> Power move. I think that's a good one. Right? I think try it out. Absolutely. Let's be real. Everybody on their bachelorettes always looks good for a very a certain amount of time in the night before things get a little too crazy. That's like, true. You have all that energy together. Everybody gets their glam on. Everybody looks so good for the photos. Do something then. There you, you go. Know? That's, there you go. I think problem solved. Yeah. All wrapped up. All done. If you want to send us a help desk, virginradio.ca is where you can send it. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. It's guest gossip on Virgin Radio. Ah, inside the Academy Awards swag bag. Once again, not affected by the pandemic. Still worth over $100,000 each. These swag bags go to nominees for any category. And, you know, good for them. Good for them. If you don't get the award, honestly, I think the swag bag might even be better than that big trophy. What are you going to do with the trophy? If you're not at mansion level yet, where are you going to put yeah, it? That's true. You're actually going to show it off to people? You're going to be like Beyonce and just chuck it in your closet? I think it's also like a job security for future roles, that sort of thing. But Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, aside <laughs> from that, swag bag. It is, again, worth over $100,000. One of the most wild things on this swag bag is a plot of land in Scotland. Okay, all right. That's fine. Pretty normal. Liposuction, also offered up this year. All sorts of cosmetic treatments. CBD bath bombs. Um, uh, Kai Kai doll from Serena Williams. Um, a limited edition artist se- series called uh, from Trust Me Vodka. Coal and canary candles. Those are the candles from Winnipeg. And fun fact about that, these candles have been featured in the swag bag for two years in a row now. Wow. That's that's an honor to be asked back. That's actually really cool. And you know when they're, the candle market is so saturated, the fact that they are going back to coal and canary a second time, mm-hmm. hells yeah, Canada. Hells yeah. But I also want to give a shout out to London artist Pucker Up Paper Lips makes these amazing paper lips and i know <laughs> you gotta vision it or just go creep their instagram they're literally pucker up underscore paper clips incredible work and they will be part of this year's oscar swag bag too they actually took a little behind the scenes photo of them all set up for the red carpet and if you look at the full-size version of these like i want one for my office i feel like we should get one for the radio studio yes we could get a virgin branded one i'm sure get it like a whole play on the mouthpiece thing yeah uh so anyway really really cool love to see that even ontario getting a slice of this year's oscar swag bag the ceremonies are the ceremony is on sunday by the way amy schumer kind of already hinted that it will be political once again by saying that she asked them if they could have Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky be part of the show. Oscars producers said no. The rest of the world said no when they found out about this news. She's the one that said it in an interview, but she said that's the point of these shows is to share your platform. So... That's no, you know, in the past years, they've kind of hinted that maybe we'll try to focus on the fun of the night more than hearing every celebrity say their opinion on things. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I always thought the point of awards shows was to entertain people, but that's just 
No, no, it's going to be another one of those ones. Gordon Ramsay says if your restaurant locked down during or shut down during lockdowns and the pandemic, it's just because it's a crap restaurant. He said the pandemic has just gotten rid of a lot of those crap restaurants in an interview with Radio Times. And he was asked, you know, are you talking about any particular chain? And he's like, no, just means your restaurant's crap. It is a hot take from a man who's known for hot takes. I think <laughs> yeah, it's a little, yeah. It's a little uh, rude, I think, to a lot of mom and pop shops because as you and I were talking off the air, we could just go on and list several unknown great little restaurants that are, you know, varying from super fancy, just not marketed, to mm-hmm. pretty quick in and out sort of stuff. But, I mean, I think when if he's, if he's talking about some, like, notoriously lazy, bad spots, then I don't think he's wrong. But he's wrong on all the other cases. No, it's a blanket <laughs> statement. But you yeah. know he gets this. By the way, he will get his karma because don't forget, his daughter makes him make TikToks with oh, her yeah. all the time. Yeah. The comment section will come for him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It is time to beat Backstage Ben. And actually, because we're in different studios today, we are an hour and a half down the road from each other. I'm in Waterloo today. Benny is in London. I didn't even get the name of who's going to try to beat Backstage Ben today. We got Blake on the line. Blake, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Morning, Blake. Now, Blake's been listening, and Blake was in the drive-thru, and then when he got the call, zipped right through. Didn't even get through the order. Because oh, wow. there's been a there's been a little bit of distraction with the drive-thru lately. <laughs> wow, thank you for your dedication, Blake. No problem. I wasn't gonna do that to you guys. You gotta be focused. <laughs> okay. This is already off to a very strong start. Yeah, that's uh, true. I can't argue that. Mr. Backstage Ben had a lot of wins, not so many ties, and very few losses. Those are our official numbers for today as Jeff is off today and we don't have the numbers. He's got them somewhere, but you know what? I don't want to pump Benny's tires any more than they need to be. So how this is going to work. If that was a boxing record, he'd probably be the number one boxer. Yep, that's true. Can't argue. Can't argue. What is it? Sting like a... Oh, my gosh. I was going to say Float sting like, like a butterfly. butterfly. Sting yeah, like there a we bee. go. I was going to say sting like a butterfly. Whatever. They got weird teeth. Yeah. I don't like butterflies. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, All moving right. on. Benny will be yeeted out of the studio. Yeah, okay. he has been yeeted. Don't forget uh, to shut well, your mic off. I Okay, I'll shut my mic off. I am yeeting, but also this studio. Like, we're just hoping that everything's fine. We're just leaving it here. on audio autopilot. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. hopefully. Okay. And away. Uh, May. Okay. So how this is going to work is Benny is leaving the studio because we are in two different cities right now. What is going to happen is I will make the buzzer noises with my own face today. Uh, <laughs> I just saw Benny run back and grab his phone so he can play Wordle. Uh, I will send him a WhatsApp voice message when he can come back into the studio and we'll be all good. So if you never listen to Beat Backstage Ben before, Blake is going to answer three trivia questions and then Benny will come back in the room and answer the three same trivia questions and we'll see who is the winner. Blake, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Let's hope your sacrifice of not going through the drive-thru will be worth it. First question. <laughs> oh, go for it. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say we'll find out. Okay. Okay. Here we go. First question. This farm animal can recognize up to 50 different faces. A llama. Incorrect. Uh, I was looking for the good old animal that everybody likes to shade nowadays. Talking about the sheep. The animal also of my people. Yep. That's a Geddes Farms original. Second question. What is the birthstone for the month of April? Jade. 
Incorrect. Oh, no. I actually, without looking it up, I feel like Jade might be May. However, April's is the diamond. The diamond, wow. April's yeah. fancy. Yeah, I know. Well, it's my birth month. That's how I know. Material girl. Okay. Third and final question, Blake. This one is multiple choice. True or false? You can find cacti in Canada. True. I actually found one out in the desert in BC. What? Well, I've been the front of the RV for like two years. Wait, you've been living in an RV for two years? No, no. My girlfriend and I went on a 98-day trip across Canada. And then the RV what? just sat in the parking lot. And it, it died every winter, then came back every spring. Okay. Well, that is incredible. And you are also correct. Oh, okay. There- yeah, you got one for three, okay? There are actually three types of cacti in Canada. The Escobaria vivipara. I don't know if I'm saying that right. The Escobaria and also the good old prickly pear. Cool. Nice. One for three is not bad, okay? Not bad. And maybe well, Benny might be all distracted by his wordle this morning. Not quite sure. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, a one for three isn't a very good run. Hey, you know what, though? It, he could get nothing. We're going to have to find out. Okay, I'm sending him the voice memo right now. Ready! Let's see. Oh, I wanted to be a part. Oh, don't I worry. Know. You can yell at him. When I when I see him come back in the studio and get those cans on, I will give you the signal to yell at him. Oh, it's got okay. the, the, the two blue check marks on WhatsApp, so I know he's making his way back in the studio. We did talk about the possibility of him forgetting his keypad and not being able to get back in, but I think I heard the door. And he's back. Okay, Blake, get your Benny voice ready. He's putting on his cans. Okay, go for it. Benny! Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) It's like surround sound. 10 out of 10 form on the Benny. (laughs) I love it. However, on the actual Benny-related questions, one out of three. Yeah, not so great. (sighs) All right. It's a challenge. Would you like to trash talk Mr. Backstage Ben? No, because I feel like if this was like something I could bet on, I'm pretty sure I'd bet on Benny. So, <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate that. Okay, we don't fuck him up too much either. Again, we're not <laughs> trying to pump up his confidence. All right, Benny. First question: This farm animal can recognize up to 50 different faces. Mm, a cow. Incorrect. <sighs> Looking for the farm of my people. Get his farms. The sheep. Sheep. Oh, I should have thought of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to shade them. Yeah. Say, oh, you're a sheep, you're a sheep. Well, guess what? Sheep are smart. Leave them alone. Okay. Second question. What's the birthstone for the month of April? Diamonds. Oh, there she Oh, go. yeah. <laughs> Blake, I can hear the disappointment in your voice. He, get, he guessed jade. He also guessed llama. Very close, but still <sighs> no cigar. Oh, yeah. Third and final question. True or False. You can find cacti in Canada. True. That is also correct. Yes. He hesitated a little bit there. Was that a guess or did you know? Um, he knew. I, I knew. Yeah, I knew. I oh, could tell okay. by the look on his face, Blake. I'm sorry. <laughs> he didn't even look up to remember it. No. <laughs> did you get the wordle while you were out there too? Sure did in four. A lot of people oh, were complaining wow. about it. Can you stop? Right. Okay, Blake... You're welcome to come back anytime, whether Absolutely you're in the RV you or not, whether you're in the drive-thru or not. You are welcome to play Be Backstage Ben anytime. And also, just for playing, you still got yourself 100 bucks to Tommy Guns. Check out their new location in London. Oh, that's beautiful. Since I've been showing people my face, I realized that I got big, bushy beard. So. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Give them some work. I love it.
Just hang on the line for us just for one second. We'll get some more information from you. But there you go. Easy as that. I like I like the, the Wordle beat backstage Ben double win. It's pretty great. Oh, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. I've got a bone to pick with you. And I do actually have to call out specifically the men on this one because this is what I'm, I witnessed. So I want to set this up for you. I am a stupid person in the sense that <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm getting that out of the way, all right? Okay. I'm setting the bar low. <laughs> in the sense that I will go walk my dog at night by myself. All right? As a lady, I tend to walk with a closed fist, you know? Fair enough. A little nervy. Yep. There yep. have been some Waterloo Regional Police reports in my area of sketchy people doing sketchy things. Mm-hmm. I was walking my... Sweet, sweet Miss Limbo on Saturday night and decided, you know what? Let's go around a couple blocks today. Why not? There's a couple pops in. Let's just do it. Yep. I'm walking and it's the middle of the night and I'm going around my regular neighborhood stops, but something just felt a little more eerie. So again, walking the dog with a closed fist. I'm walking and up one street, I see a light. I'm like, oh, somebody must be having a party. Something's going on here. So I get closer and closer and closer to this light. I realize, okay, garage doors open, party on Wayne. Get closer to the light. It is just a single dude hanging out in his garage. Just one single man. All right. I don't think much of it. Keep walking. Another light. Get closer and closer. Okay, party on Wayne. Nope. Another single guy just hanging out in his garage. Same road or around the corner? Or? No, different block. I'm telling you, in my neighborhood still. Yeah. But different block. I keep walking. I see another light. I'm like, what is oh, going on here? It is starting to freak me out. I see another Saturday night, single guy hanging out in his garage, except for this one was doing something. When he saw me, he shut all the lights off. Okay, that's super sketchy. That's super sketchy. The second guy actually ended up coming out of his garage and he shut the door when I was walking by. That one freaked me out a little bit. First Mm. guy was just in his garage. What is going on here? Because back in my day, if you were hanging out in the garage on a Saturday night, you were not alone. You were with people. You were having a garage party. That I I thought that kind of went away in the 2000s. No, no. No, it's still a thing. So that's still a thing. Great. But what's with the single dude in the garage all by himself? You should have told... You should have told the second two people that there was another guy out there and the three of them could have got together and had a little garage party. Well, is there some sort of beacon? Is there some sort of like, hey, I'm just a dude. I just want some friends. I'm going to hang out here in the garage till somebody else with a garage leaves theirs and notices mine and comes over and hangs out. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Again, we're talking Saturday night. I would get if you were by yourself during the middle of the week. It's the weekend, baby. You'd be surrounded with people you love. Or are you avoiding the people you love by hanging out by yourself in the garage? That, I think, is probably the answer. I can't speak for all men by any means, but I do know that when I did have a garage, I (laughs) spent some time out there as the, like, it was, you know, the kids have all the spare rooms. There are playrooms. There's toys everywhere. There's, like, we have one floor that has, like, the TV, but it's also the main floor. But he's watching TV or there's a movie or something on it. I'm not vibing on it. I'd go to the garage. You feel like you might do something <laughs> that's somewhat productive out there. But you don't have to. There's no pressure. You look around. You putter around and see if there's something that can be done. 
That's what I mean. I didn't see, none of these garages were like the souped up variety. I didn't see any TVs. I didn't hear any music. No, like man cave I don't vibe even think, or anything, eh? I, yeah, and I don't even think I saw, you know, sometimes people go to the garage because they smoke cigarettes and they don't want to smoke in the house. True, too. I did yeah. not see a single dart. Hmm. Not a single dart. Hmm. And I was telling you this off air, and you said one of your friends kind of had a similar Similar situation, experience. yeah. He got a knock on the door at about 11.30 at night, which is a little alarming. But he kind of like tentatively opened the door and it was his neighbor from across the road that was like, hey, man, I was just having a one man party out in my garage and noticed that uh, your, your your lights on, your door is open. Just thought I'd let you know. And my friend was like, oh, great. What? <laughs> so he took care of his own garage. But well, yeah, it's a thing. People will do that. I After that story. He's like, yeah, he's often, he's just out in his garage, just having a time. Now, normally he does have the radio on or something, like he's just hanging out. But yeah, the one-man garage party is definitely a thing. Is that a thing? But if you are a one-man garager and you see another man doing a one-man garager, is that like a beacon? Is that like a bat signal for friendship? It could be. And it should be. If it's not, I think we should make it that. Because obviously you have at least one interest, drinking beer in a garage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I need to know is this we've had help deskers write in and say I need to make new friends how do I do so is hanging out by yourself in your garage the key to doing that I think so yeah we don't have a garage now so I'm I'm more of a front porch kind of guy but yeah I'll just sit on the front porch with the brewski and uh, yeah, see what's I, going on and I guess that's true I do do the front porch thing but again I feel like that's a little more open communication if you're out there on your front porch you know you might be talking to the people walking by you could have a neighbor Barry stroll across the yeah, street and absolutely. have a time with you but the garage seems a little more privatized. Again, late at night, we did get a text say it's a signal for beers for sure. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just, hey, it's like the open sign on a bar. It's the lights on. Come it's on It's the in. local bar. Yeah. Okay. So then here's a question. Can I be part of the garage party? Why not? I don't know. I don't know if it's just a man cave thing. If you feel comfortable enough to go up to a strange man in his garage and ask if you can have a beer? Sure. Well... I was already doing the walk by myself. There you go. What could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. Man in the garage, what are you up to? I need to know. In case you missed it, about 20 minutes ago, I was telling you how I went on a walk by myself, stupidly, uh, just with my little old lady limbo, Saturday night, and I was perplexed as I was walking along and I saw three separate garages... With three lonely men just sitting in them. One man closed his garage when he saw me walk by. Another one shut the lights off. But I'm wondering, what is the deal with the lonely man hanging out with, in his garage? They were all just men, all by themselves. It, there was no shed party going on. I couldn't even hear ruckus. You know, you can tell when somebody's having a house party. Oh, yeah. You can tell. There was no signs of house party. There's no signs of other life even in the house, to be perfectly honest with you. It was pretty late at night. Hmm. What is the deal with the garage? We got a lot of texts from some explanations. Uh, this one, we've got an unwritten rule in our neighborhood that if the garage is open and the light's on, come in and have a beverage. And yes, that has also attracted a few strays. But hey, the more the merrier. It's like you said, that's the, our, that's our porch vibe. We, we are a porchy neighborhood. And <laughs> neighbor Rick, he'll be out on the porch. If we come out, he'll make his way on over. I love it. You're outside, you're you're there to enjoy a frosty beverage of some sort, enjoy the weather, see what's going on in the neighborhood, and 
great way of seeing what's going on is actually speaking to your neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will actually extend my front porch vibe also extends to any kind of yard work I'm doing on the front lawn. Neighbor Barry comes across regardless. Sometimes yeah, all you got to do enough. is be in the driveway. Yeah. Neighbor Barry will come by. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Nope. But, uh, okay, now we're getting text. My husband literally does this and it's so annoying. But why does why your is husband it does this? What, but why, why is, is your husband... Why is he okay? Why is it annoying? And why is your husband by himself in the garage? We got another text saying they must be having a dart. No, I did. Mm. I'm telling you, I did not see a single dart. Just dudes hanging out. No in plumes the anywhere. Yeah. No plumes. No plumes. Hmm. Um, we got another text saying the solitary man in a garage is supposed to be only one man. You never know if the other person has the same taste in music. This is my husband's point of view. Okay. Oh, interesting. But we're getting a lot of people, I would say more on than not. What? What are you laughing at? What we have it? four teenage girls in our house. My husband is in the shed a lot. No. <laughs> you know, I because I'm thinking about my own house now. Two, I mean, three girls, three guys in my family of six. Now, my dad hangs out in the shed a lot, but he's always like, with my brother. I guess maybe when we annoyed him, he'd just go to the barn and hang out with sheep, but he's still with other living things. He's not completely by himself. Sometimes you don't have the option. <laughs> I, you know, It's funny because I absolutely did do this when I had a garage and it didn't really occur to me that I was doing anything either weird or <laughs> it was just sometimes that's you just kind of gravitate out to the garage. Okay, got another text saying it's just enjoying being alone. Okay, I vibe that. I do love being by myself, but I love people watching. I don't know if I know how to be completely alone and not consuming other people. Right. <laughs> Wait, that sounded very Whoa. cannibalistic. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not Army Hammer. I'm saying no. <laughs> like people watching. You know, I love being by myself yeah. and like sitting at the mall food court and just watching people do. Oh their yeah, thing. that's fun. Yep. But I don't know if I was just tinking around in the garage by myself. Do you want a buddy? Wouldn't you phone call somebody? Maybe then, you're listening to your favorite radio station. No, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like Could having your buddies around, yeah. Uh, when a man can no longer escape into his thoughts, he needs to go somewhere. It's the garage usually or a shed. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lack of thoughts, so you're just out where there's something to do. <laughs> Again, I just then I gotta say, I feel for I feel for my homies in my neighborhood because y'all are out near a garage late on a Saturday night. People are saying man cave is a thing, but I'm telling you, I'm also nosy. I peeped in these garages. I did not see any TV or like man cavey things, just dude hanging out. One dude did seem like he was up to something, but he shut the lights off when I walked yeah, by. It's a little unusual. Maybe avoid that house, but in your future walks, like start keeping track of the addresses and then tell man number two that you see, hey, man number one is over at 65 so-and-so oh, courts. I could be like out. the garage messenger. Yeah, the matchmaker. Oh, that would be fun. There you go. And then just say, okay. you're, say you have to be invited to those garage parties once they get... Well, that's the thing. Can I, as a lady, go into the man garage? Because I kind of want to now. Limbo, I mean, my cousins tell me I'm just a cool girl with long hair, cool dude with long hair all the time. Well, there you go. This Basically is not, a, it's not a, a gendered thing by any means. It's whoever it's not? feels okay. comfortable in the garage. <laughs> <laughs>